I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to another episode of That's Our App. I am Dre. You know who it is. I got the CJ. I got the PJ. Producer Jay. Co-host Jay. We've had one hell of a week, guys. How's it been? It's been really good, man. Like we are are we in the middle of a big, possibly a long win streak? I don't know. I don't know if I'm jinxing things. Sure as hell I hope so. I mean I like I like where we're at and I like what we've got in front of us. Okay. So like as always, I always think that we have little to talk about and then you know shit comes up and even if we have not a very tough schedule or even a very big schedule at all there's so much to talk about and i want to dive right into it all right guys so let's talk about that wizards game i mean probably a blowout but what the hell happened yo the wizards came to play a lot of people jokingly say that the wizards without john wall are better i'm not going to say that but obviously when you're missing one of your biggest stars you compensate when you're facing arguably your biggest rivals, the Raptors, you compensate. When your rivals are first in the league or close to it, which we have cemented ourselves as first in the league again, you compensate. So Beal went off. There was momentum. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh my God, is this really happening? I swear I blinked and we're suddenly in second overtime. Like, how did we even get this close? <laughs> right. Like. I mean, um, I got to watch about the first half of it, and then I had to go to a doctor's appointment. But basically, I'm going to watch the first half. I was like, okay, it's going to be a blowout. And then I come back, and then we're in, it, like you said, we're in second overtime. What the hell happened? Basically, Bradley Beal went off, right? Like, he he went 40-plus, and he, it, the basket just looked like a complete ocean to him. And I don't know, Dre. Like like you said when you when you said that John Wall... Uh, you don't know if this team is worse or better. I think I think they're better without John Wall. I mean, contract-wise and player-wise, I honestly do think the Wizards are better without John Wall. It kind of takes the reins uh, off for Bradley Beal to do what he does, and that's shoot the ball like whenever he feels like it. So he always has great games against us. I, I just can't believe what a drastic change. I think we were up by 23. Am I right, Jay? Yeah, that was the, the the largest lead of the game was twenty three, and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if I've if I've ever seen like I I know that the Wizards are a 
tremendously annoying team for us to face. Yeah. They always seem to catch fire against us, but I don't think I've ever seen them go or any team go hit their first 12 field goal attempts in a quarter. Like that's right. an insanely hot streak. Like usually it's like, you know, let's say you hit three in a row and then you just start jacking up threes because, you know, you're kind of like doing the uh, the heat check. Yeah, exactly. But and 12 in a row, that's ridiculous. And they weren't even twos. Like 12 in a row, yeah, you can get 12 in a row with lips easily. But those were like, I want to say 11 out of 12 of them were threes. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And they were contested too. It was either like, or, or if it wasn't contested, it was only because they were like several feet behind the arc. Like it was, it was just insane. Like it got to the point where like uh, by around about the ninth shot, I was going in, and that's that's not the kind of feeling you want when you're on the road, right? No. Um, it, we, I, I feel like if I were to draw a comparison, I would think that it was kind of similar to um, that Pelicans game earlier in the year that we lost at home, where. The Pelicans just couldn't miss. Now that wasn't as as out of left field as this one, where you know they're hitting threes left, right, and center. It was just anything that the Pelicans put up, they were able to put in, and they just thrashed our defense. Even if we contested it, the shots were falling. Right. Uh, the difference being, and I think this is more the encouraging sign, is that despite the other team not missing, we still kind of kept our composure. We didn't like, you know, hang our heads. It was like, mm. okay, let's Kawhi like take over and like. He absolutely did from, I don't know, at one point in the fourth quarter all the way up until the second overtime. He scored all of our points. Right. Yeah, you can look at it as maybe we we kind of choked a bit and, and lost the lead, but I think it more of it as, no, I mean, we took their absolute best punch and Kawhi still brought us through. It kind of reminded me of, I think it was two years ago when we were up by, well, it might, actually it might have been a little bit further, but when we were up by like 28 versus the Warriors and... And then we choked it all up in the fourth quarter by like when they were berating threes on us. And it felt like we were going to choke that game. Uh, and we did. This one was, I mean, we we definitely put the foot off the pedal. That's for sure. But it's not like like Leo says every single time when he calls a game, Ben, don't break. And we didn't break. I mean, we went really, really close. And we went all the way to second overtime, but we didn't break. And like you said, Jay, Kawhi was kind of the catalyst for the entire offense. And even with that Serge Ibaka three to go up for the league, that was an assist from Kawhi. So it's when you have a caliber player like Kawhi scoring, facilitating, playing that kind of defense, you can't help but feel confident, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal is something else, man. Dre, what do you think? Bradley Beal is something else, and it's funny because if there was ever a better portfolio for making the case as to why teams should sign this guy, we had this discussion earlier this year, or later last year, rather, but earlier this season, this is it. I mean, look at how toe-to-toe he went with bringing his team back, you know, the clutch attempts that he had, capitalizing on our errors. Let's be honest here. We started the game strong, but as you said, there was one guy that pulled us out of it. It was uh, Superman Kawhi Leonard. But one of the biggest issues, and like the whole Wizards team was like packing heat by the end of it, but like one of the biggest threats we had was obviously Beal himself, who just seemed unstoppable. And it's like, it's weird because when you think of the Wizards, full healthy team and everything, obviously you've got great players like Porter, but... People are primarily thinking of Wall and then Beal next in command. But, like, I think this changes things where it's like, 
with Wall not even in the picture, and the Wizards are what like a couple spots away from playoff contention. Yeah, I, like they're not that far they're away. They're not that far from eighth place, and it could be a first round. Like if we st- started it now, I think we would still be facing like Detroit or Brooklyn or something like that. But uh, but Washington's right there. Let's not face them again. Yeah. Things get way too heated when that happens. Not that I'm scared that we're going to lose, but things get way too heated when that happens and it gets personal. I want to respect Washington because they do have some great players, especially, again, Bradley Beal, who hopefully after this, I feel like he's kind of like what LaMarcus Aldridge was to Kawhi Leonard in a similar position where he was like seen as next in command, all-star, but not the leader of the team. But once Kawhi left or he was on the bench, Aldridge finally was being kind of given recognition he deserved while being on the Spurs and not his previous history. Kind of something similar where it's like, yeah, we know this guy's an all-star, but is he really better than Wall or whatever? It's like, well, you look at this now. Obviously, he's leading his team, enhancing his team. They almost won with a 23-point deficit. I mean, that's that's impressive. Yeah, man. Bad for us, but it was impressive. <laughs> Yeah, man. But no, let's talk about All-Stars. I mean, we have one on our team, clearly. We have a superstar. I'm going to say that right now. So Kawhi Leonard, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Jay. Second time. Can you hit us with the stats, bro? Surprise. No surprise at all. Yes, sir. Like, it's great that, that Kyle Lowry is back. And, you know, his impact is being felt on the floor. But how promising is this that even with Lowry back, remember we, we were we were amongst many who were saying, you know, with Lowry out of the lineup and with Kawhi out of the lineup at, at different times, you know, our offense uh, looks a bit different, right? It's almost like Lowry's absence um, was felt more, right? In, in a negative way, I guess you could say. But now that they're both back and Kawhi is not even, it's not like he's taking a, a step back or it's not like he's, you know, giving it up to Lowry so Lowry can get back into the flow of things. No, he's even taking more command of that. And if if I were to pick out one item, which is really hard considering how amazing he is, uh, it's his playmaking. Mm, yep. He's averaged, uh, I forgot what the average is, is four point something assists over the last um, two weeks. That shows me, and you see it. when I mean, it passes the stats test and it passes the eye test in terms of, uh, the chemistry he's building specifically with Siakam, which is crazy to watch. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see him grab a rebound and just throw the outlet to Siakam, let Siakam do his thing. Or in that last game, there was this backdoor cut by Siakam and, and Kawhi found him. Like Kawhi at the beginning of the season, at least from what I saw, it looked like, you know, as he's trying to get used to his teammates and the three of us have commented on this in the beginning of the season. It's just, he just needs the time to get comfortable with his teammates. And now we're seeing it. We're seeing him, you know, kind of like with his head up more. And when he's in the paint or when he's driving, he's not necessarily going to go up for the shot, which is still deadly as it is. But he's looking for that pass. And a lot of the times the recipient of that pass is Siakam. So uh, great to see. Um, and yeah, well-deserved. I mean, the, the voters tend to go to, you know, they look at the record first. And of course, we were perfect over the last week. And then look at who's the leader of that squad. And it was no question to me. It wasn't even like a 1A, 1B thing with Leonard and Lowry. This was this was Leonard's week. And, uh, you know, I think he's he's well on his way to getting even player of the month. Yeah. Yeah, good start to the to, to January. Oh, for sure. 30.7 points, 8.7 rebounds, 5 assists. And then this one, 
I, I love this one. It's 3.3 steals. You can just tell that, okay, 30.7 assists, that, I mean, 30.7 points, that's already going to get you player of the week, player of the month. But those 3.3 steals just means that he's a two-way player, right? And it, it's there's no contest when it comes to who's gonna who's the best two-way player of this league. We know he's gonna put up buckets, which is it. You know, we were waiting for when Kawhi was gonna have that jump in his step, when he was gonna have that explosiveness, and I think. I don't think there is any doubt anymore. I think he's 100%. Even the last game, um, I noticed that I think everyone did when he was hobbling a little bit and maybe his shot wasn't there, but he was playing through that pain. And I, I like that. Like, no, I don't want Kawhi to play in any discomfort. And, and I'm, I'm happy of what Nurse and the Raptors organization is doing, planning out his workload. It's not like Kawhi is going to come out because he feels a little bit of pain. No, he's going to play through that pain, and you like that in a player, you know. So, like like you said, Jay, uh, well deserved, man. You know, to to your point about him possibly hurting his left leg, you know, I was I, I was just like you guys. I was I was a bit concerned, especially as we were entering overtime. I was thinking in my head, like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's just a Wizards. It's just a regular season game. Like, mm. we've got a big matchup coming up against the Celtics. Like, if if he's not a hundred percent, you know. Uh, just sit for the rest of the game, right? And, you know, especially when um, uh, that our head trainer there, uh, Alex McKechnie, kind of sat down and talked to him, like, once he got off the court, I was getting concerned. I was mm. like, you know what? If he comes out, that's fine, whatever. I'll obviously be, you know, shitting bricks because I would be worried about him. But he kept playing through it. And then I think what, for me, what solidified the fact that it was okay was that, you know, right after the game, I think it was Leo Routens was interviewing him. And he said right away, he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I feel I feel all right. You know, so very positive signs. We haven't heard anything about it since. Um, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday night. So, you know, all signs are positive. Uh, you know, we're gearing up for a big game against Celtics, which I'm sure we'll all dive into shortly. It looks like he's healthy now. And, uh, you know, he's he's got uh, he's got some big games up ahead outside of the Celtics. I mean, he. I think we all can agree that he's definitely going to be there on All-Star Weekend. We're all trembling when he goes down because this isn't just any player going down. This is Kawhi Leonard, who obviously had a controversial season last year with the Spurs with the amount of games that he sat out. But it's not even just that. It's we don't want another Yao Ming or Derek Rose who's only finally reaching some sort of an upswing now, but he's still not the same player that he was back in his heyday. This is as we've stated, our superstar. Not the only good player on our team, but obviously, arguably, the best player. One in contention for MVP, along with Kyle Lowry, of course, depending on which side of the coin you're you're willing to flip. So many situations he's pulled us out of. That Wizards game, for instance, which he almost didn't make it through, he was the sole reason why we came out in the end of a very tough final half slash two additional overtimes. We obviously need him a hell of a lot. We can do well without him as well, but again, he is our superstar. And to see a guy go down like that and just know what injuries can do to an athlete and a stellar athlete at that. So, of course, when you see somebody who's had a bad injury and a reoccurring injury go down hard and he's the main leader of your team, it's a little frightening. But I'm glad that we've heard nothing but positive things are we haven't heard anything since, which is a positive thing. Yeah, no. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if he, because we all know Kawhi is probably going to be an all-star. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't mm. play on Sunday. <laughs> but, and, and I, you know what? That'd be okay with for me. I'm Alex Rodriguez. 
And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But talking about All-Stars, all right? So this is what I wanted to do with you guys, and I'm, I'm glad you guys were on board. Um, I see a lot of, you know, who should be starting five uh, All-Star, and we can, we can go through that for sure, but this is what I want to do. Saturday Night All-Star is one of my favorite. Like, the All-Star game is fun. It's nice. Even Friday night mm-hmm. when the rookies and sophomores, or I think it might be USA versus the world now, I'm not too sure. But Saturday night, right, right. That's, that's when... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's when there's, there's so much other competitions uh, that highlight different skill sets when it comes to um, three-point shooting or it comes to dribbling skills or it comes to, of course, the dunkers. So instead of picking your five all-stars per for East and West, I wanted to go through the events on Saturday night. Um, so Dope. the first one is the skills competition, okay? And past recent years, they actually picked um, four bigs and four smalls to go against each other. And I love that. I love that addition. So I wanted to do the same. Okay, I want you guys to pick your four bigs and your four falls for the skills competition. Uh, Dre, you go first. I'm going to preface all of my picks for the skills, big or small, for the dunk, and even for the three ball by saying I'm not an expert. So if I pick any embarrassing (laughs) or cliched options, I apologize. But see, this is the thing. So the reason why I love Saturday Night so much is, yes, we can all go with like the superstar superstars, but this is so subjective, right? This is where you highlight the ones that don't, aren't going to get like the the media is going to highlight these guys. These are like the, not the bench roles, but like the star players on other teams that aren't recognized the most, i.e. the Raptors. So, with that being mm. said, my friend, uh, your four bigs and your four smalls. Okay, uh, let's go with my four smalls first. Uh, four smalls. So first off, I hope I'm not jumping the gun a little bit. I'm gonna pick the moderately small, somewhat medium sized uh, Luka Doncic in nice, his first year. Nice. The guy's got a hell of a step back. One that puts Paul Pierce to shame, even, and the guy <laughs> like helped like put a trademark on that. The guy's crazy. He's obviously got great ball awareness, um, court awareness. And again, that step back is fatal. Next, I'm going to go with somebody a bit older, uh, Kemba Walker. The guy is just phenomenal to watch. The guy has crazy circus shots. You know, obvious agility. Plus, I mean, the guy was previously a dancer, which I don't know how that fits into this, but it clearly fits into his game because the guy is just like... He kind of makes other people's dance, yeah. (laughs) He does. (laughs) Um, Next, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons because uh, another young player... uh, I know it's a joke that he's rookie of the year last year, even though it's not technically his first year. I still consider him rookie of the year. Fascinating to watch. Uh, great at everything but the jump shot, but luckily that doesn't count too much here. Uh, I think he'll make up for it in every other aspect, which is court awareness, speed, agility, body control. And, you know, he can hit a shot when needed, hopefully. But lastly, I'm going to go with Victor Oladipo, who I think was stymied with his time on the Thunder. He's come to play 
on the Pacers, and I'm so glad that the world's noticing him as much the last two years. The guy is just a joy to watch. And uh, spoiler alert, this isn't the only time I've chosen Victor Oladipo because I think the guy's a, a superstar. I think he's just nuts. He's he's a tour de force kind yeah, of yeah. player. And part of that's because he's a one-man show. For big, I'll save the most obvious one for last. Uh, but I'm going to go Joel Embiid, who actually was in last year's competition. I feel like he needs a repeat because he kind of got screwed with uh, a couple of mistakes. But the guy's incredible. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis next. Uh, very powerful, not as noble as the other picks I'm going to have. But the guy's, he's hes a train. You can't stop him. And he's not clumsy either. So he's very in control, very solid. The unexpected one, not because this is a Raptors podcast. I did tell you guys beforehand, I'm going to pick Pascal Siakam. Ooh, he's good pick got the spin he's got the speed the guy is so fundamentally solid especially for his height and his weight class like he's just he blows right past you and hits it almost every time like mm-hmm. like i say this every time i can't believe basketball wasn't his primary sport the last one though <laughs> he's not gonna do it i wish he would though Giannis Adentacupo is the best <laughs> goddamn big player out there. This guy is seven foot almost, plays like Vince Carter, has the speed of Siakam. This guy's freaking nuts. Perfect. Nice. Those, I got too excited. Those are good <laughs> picks, my friend. I'm not going to lie. Those are really good. But I should probably preface to say who was there last year. If you guys, I'll go through it real quick before, Jay, you give me your picks. So last year, mm-hmm. okay, the bigs, Joel Embiid, Andre Drummond, Al Horford, Laurie Markkinen, uh, Smalls, Buddy Heald, Lou Williams, Spencer Dimwitty, and Jamal Worry. And the winner last mm-hmm. year was Spencer Dimwitty. Jay, who do you have for your four bigs and four smalls? Oh, man, I really liked your picks. I got to oh, say, they you. were they were solid. I, you know, it's, it's funny that you prefaced it with that because, uh, honestly, like, those were solid up and down. I, yeah, so I when it, when it came to me selecting mine, um, what I tried to do is I tried to show a little bit of love to those that might not make the All-Star team, right? Um, mm. You know, it's a chance to kind of highlight some of the, the up-and-comers, um, a little bit of a focus on the youth. So uh, first up, I'm going to go with my four smalls. First of all, I guess favorite, I guess you could say, or one of the favorites, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Mm. He is freaking fast. Uh, so I got him up there. I agree with you on uh, Luka Doncic. But he was actually a smaller big, but I'm going to stick him with the smalls. He's, you know, kind of like their point guard, kind of like their everything. Um, I guess he falls, in, for me, it falls into the same category as like a Ben Simmons. So yeah, uh, Luka definitely deserves it. And what about the guy who Luka was traded for? Oh, Trey Young. Oh, good pick. He's, oh. uh, you know, a bit late. Uh, you know, he started off slow, but as every rookie, most rookies do. Uh, so yeah, he's coming on late. He's in the top 10 now in assists. Like, you know, he's he's got the shot, right? He's He had some comparisons to Steph Curry when he was in college, so... I could see him doing well on this. And then my last pick, um, because I had already had three young guys, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd you know, kind of give some respect to, to a guy who's been in the league for, for quite a bit. He's, uh, I think, third in assists in the league and first in total assists. So I'm going with uh, Drew Holiday. Great pick. Nice pick, yeah. Great uh, that's, pick. Those are my four smalls. For my bigs, uh, let's do Pascal Siakam, for me, was the no-brainer. Oh. I mean, come on. He's... It's called the damn skills challenge. His <laughs> nickname is skills. Like, true. Yes, 
it speaks for itself. Like he needs to be in this. And I don't think that's even a Homer pick or a Raptors bias pick. This is, he has the speed, agility, the shot. He's got everything. Uh, so he, I'll actually be upset if he doesn't make it. So no brainer for that, for that one. Um, I also went with Embiid, not for the same reasons you did. I just, I think he's got the whole package. You know, he, he's, he really has come on strong. He is also an MVP candidate. Um, you know, he's the, mm. the, the kinds of numbers he's putting together. It's just incredible. So I've got Embiid. My last two picks, um, one is to uh, kind of pay tribute to someone who, again, borderline an all-star. He may or may not make it, but amazing season. Uh, Demantis Sabonis. Oh. Uh, you love that guy. You do. <laughs> he's yeah, good, yeah, though. He's, he's good, though. I, I can't mentioned blame him. him. I mentioned him in one other pod as, as a possible all-star. Like, I, I love that yeah. guy. Good pick. Uh, you know, I think about, like, if we had the skills challenge back in, like, the 90s, Yo, his dad would have been in it for oh, sure. Yeah. His dad would have. He he would have killed that. Uh, those passes, those target passes, the the chest pass, oh the bounce pass. Oh, so bonus was a nasty passer. And my final one, and this, I just want to see him running. Really, Jokic. Nikola. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> oh, his, crap! His I wish I had him amazing, on amazing touch. Like it'll also be pretty fun to me watching him watching him run up and down the court because. I don't know, man. He's got like zero build. It's all like, <laughs> it's like a Paul Pierce all star. He's just round. I'm so but glad anyway, you included him. Those are him. my picks. I'm so glad you included him because I completely forgot about the Joker. Jason, who did we neglect to, to have? Who do you got? All right. So my, my guards have actually been pretty similar with you guys. I have to agree with you with uh, Luka Doncic. Like, he's incredible. Um, he's going to be Rookie of the Year, no questions asked. So I'm, I'm not going to go any further with that. I also agree with Dre with Kemba Walker. Um, I was mm. going to slot him in, into the three-point contest. I actually think that he should be in the three-point contest. But Kemba for sure for the skills competition. I'm also going to go uh, De'Aaron Fox, like Jay said. That guy is quick as lightning, and he's incredible to watch. And then finally, I'm going to shout out a Canadian. I'm going to go with Jamal Murray. Uh, for uh, that last spot, nice. Uh, for my bigs, um, yeah, no doubter. I have to go Pascal Siakam. There's, there's no, like you said, guys. It's a skills competition. There's no brainer that Pascal should be in this. I don't think he's going to be an All Star, which sucks. I don't think he's going to be a reserve. I could see him in this skills competition. Next up, these three hasn't been mentioned yet, so I'm very intrigued at what you guys think. First off, I'm going to have Brooke Lopez in there. Because oh, because of his three point shooting, that's a good one. Yeah, and he has totally changed his game to like you know the stretch five. Now he's him and his and his brother Sideshow Bob. He they they definitely <laughs> are are basically like big men, right? But he changed his game. Like who knew that Brook Lopez was going to do step back threes? Like that's that's and consistently like it's nasty. It's mm. crazy. Next up, it's gonna kind of like your pick, uh, Jay with Nikola Jokic, but instead I'm gonna go Nikola Vucevic. Of the Orlando Magic, mm, I think nice. he's, I considered him. Yeah, 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 I think he's uh, up to his game. He's about like twenty-two points a game, and I, his passing skills are amazing. And also, I'm going to go with Miles Turner. I think his uh, his build and his skill set is he's a little bit bigger than Pascal, but I think uh, he should showcase his skills a little bit more. So, yeah, those are my picks. Um, real quick, I want to know your winners. I'm going to say. Just because I'm going to go with a homer, I'm going to go Pascal Siakam. <laughs> what do you guys think? If, if you know, this actually goes down. Pascal Siakam 
his off nights are so close to being his best nights because he's just always solid and he knows when to stop when he's not doing something properly, like shots or layups. Pascal Siakam, let's just yeah. call it a day and not just pretend that it's a Raptors podcast and that's why we're picking it. It's Pascal Siakam. Come on, guys. Yeah. What about you, Jay? I'm going to go with the only other guy that we all agreed would should be in this competition. That's Luca. True. Yeah. Can't you just picture it? Like he's like, it's the finals. He's running down the court. He's a bit ahead of Siakam. And then he forgets that it's the last play is a three pointer. He actually is about to make a layup and then he does a step back three. <laughs> <laughs> Petition. Yeah, totally. I could totally see that happen. So I'm, I'm going with that. I dunk turn yeah. three. <laughs> 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 he like steps back from the free throw line though, <laughs> because his step back game is crazy. <laughs> All right. Can you imagine if Adendo Gumpo had his step back? He would actually kill people in the audience each time he stepped back. Like <laughs> they would have to make the court bigger if he did that. <laughs> he would. You would be as influential as a three pointer having to be implemented. I mean, it happens. Absolutely. <laughs> like... All right. So let's move on to the three point contest. Arguably the. M- most crowd-pleasing one other than the dunking contest. Okay, so last year's contestants, we had Eric Gordon, Devin Booker, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, Wayne Ellington, Kyle Lowry, Tobias Harris, Paul George, and the winner for that for last year's 2018 three-point contest was Devin Booker. Now, so from the skills competition, Dre, you went first. Jay's going to go, or actually, you know what? Jay, I want you to go. I'm going to take the dunkers first. (laughs) So who... Because my my dunkers list is not that exciting. Okay, so... Who are your eight shooters? uh, uh, I obviously took this opportunity to take a statistical approach to it. Mm. Um, I looked up, you know, who's got the top three-point shooting... Mm. percentages in the league but also added in a couple filters like they had to have made at least two triples a game and um made at least 40 percent of their shots so i came down my list came down to 10 guys so nice. from of those 10 i was able to make my choices um with two who were not on that list but who i made exceptions for uh the number one in in terms of percentage on that list is actually joe harris out of the brooklyn nets um mm. i think brooklyn is trying to put together a, a small campaign, try to get him in. Um, so yeah, I mean, show some love to, to Joe Harris. I think he should, he should make it next. I have a different Harris and you mentioned he was in last year's competition, but Tobias Harris mm. uh, has looked really good. Mm-hmm. He's again, one kind of like what I was saying before about guys that might make the all-star, but maybe not. He has been on fire this year. Like the Clippers have overachieved, I find, and he's been the leader of them. So I feel like he's, uh, he deserves a spot somewhere in this all-star weekend so let's give him a spot so right off the bat we got two harrises um the next one i'm looking at is uh raptor homer time uh danny green yes, now he's one of my exceptions uh, uh he went to school just a stone throw away from charlotte which is where the all-star game is so there's a bit of a tie there uh, i'm kind of stretching it a bit um, but I think also it's like credit someone who is the league leader in net rating, which Danny Green is. But I think it's also, um, you know, a, a chance to kind of commemorate his his veteran leadership, right? Um, those those numbers and those filters that I talked about earlier in terms of making at least two threes at 40% or whatever, he was one of the 10. And that what's crazy is that he is the only one of that those 10 people who's averaging less than 10 points that tells me he is the ultimate three-point specialist so i gotta include him 
Um, also on that list is uh, Davis Bertans of the Spurs. Oh. Uh, wow, I think it'd be really deep. cool to have. You went deep on this list, man. I went deep. I was. It, it, it's obviously not going to happen because I think everyone you listed was some sort of a superstar. So <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. But probably. yeah, you know me. I love my numbers. Yeah, so uh, I got Davis Bertans because, um, uh, yeah, he's 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 among the lead leaders in three point shooting, and you know it's just it's, it's almost becoming a staple now. All right, so that's uh, I guess my first four. Yeah. Next four, uh, actually, the next one after that would be um, Buddy Heald, another kind of young up and comer. Um, at one point, it's funny uh, the the Kings when they traded for him, you know they're. Their, I think his GM, Vivek uh, Ranadiv, I, I must be butchering his name, uh, said, the reason why I traded for him is I think he's the next Steph Curry. And everybody laughed. But you know what? His numbers are up there. It's starting to look a little Curry-like. You know, Curry's on his own level, but whatever. He deserves some credit. So Buddy Heald's on this list. I got three spots left, and all three of them are tied to Charlotte in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> First of all, I mean, I, I, I'm the same as you. Um, Jay, I can t- putting him into the skills competition. And you know what? It's not like that hasn't been done before. I remember one year Lillard was in the three-point and the dunk competition. Mm. So, and I think Brett Berry did the same thing one year. So, like, having one guy from the home city in more than one competition, it, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility. Mm. But Kemba's going to be in three-point for sure. Two spots, Steph and Seth. So, Ooh. they're both Little... from Charlotte, yeah. I think. Yep. And Seth is actually the league leader in three-point shooting, uh, field goal percentage. So mm. I got two Harris's, two Curry's. Oh, I'll tell you my winner after. You guys go ahead. All right. Dre, you want to go next? Sure. Um, it's not going to be as impressive as yours because I didn't really go by numbers. I went by what I've seen and what has just kind of stuck out in memory. So that's going to include already a lot of notable faces. The obvious one... I tried to go with some youth with the other uh, the other categories, but with the three ball, I feel like you can go a little bit veteran if you need to. Not Vince Carter age, but like you know, you can go a little bit older if needed to. I gotta go with Steph Curry because he's still hitting it. He's still keeping the the Warriors afloat with with three ball. He still is. He's still revolutionizing it. Maybe he's had better percentages. Maybe he's hit more. But all I know is right now he's moved his way up to third all time and how many seasons less than the other players have almost like it's half. A, almost half <laughs> yeah like it's ridiculously fast so he's clearly still he's clearly still hitting them next i'm gonna go with uh jj reddick who i think uh is solid there as well um an obvious one as well as paul george who um i'm glad to see is getting a lot more better utilized in OKC than perhaps last year where he wasn't making as big of a splash as people had hoped. He's doing a lot better now. Devin Booker, obviously, young player, killing it, one-man show for his team. Now, for me, this next one came from like personal experience, having seen this live. Uh, Jamal Murray is fire from the three. Yeah. Like, like the guy is unstoppable at some point. And it was like, damn you, Murray, when I was at the Raptors game against the Nuggets. Yeah. But but you can't be mad you know, at after, him. You know? No, I can't. And after that, I played really close attention to him in particular. And it's like, okay, that wasn't just an on night. The guy, the guy's just good from behind the arc. He's really good. Speaking of Nuggets and Raptors, I got to go with Kyle Lowry. I mean, he was there last year. I feel like he's got to, again, 
show up again this year to make up for last year, which was a little lackluster. He's obviously capable of doing really well in the three-pointer. So let's do it. Uh, Kemba Walker, as everybody's brought up, the, the guy's a beast. And finally, as he was brought up before, and it's mind-boggling that I'm going to bring it up here, let's toss in Brooke Lopez just to show <laughs> off. Like It's as if the guy was given mechanical limbs or something where it's like he's got a new lease on life like how the hell did this guy become not just a three-point shooter but like one of the most exciting and consistent in the league it's ridiculous at his age and what he was like before at his build his position it should have never happened but here we are so toss him in there i mean he's got the chance to do it now toss him in there he might win <laughs> who knows yeah if the league is ever he's, listening he's actually sorry jay go ahead he's he's actually Brooke Lopez is eleventh in the league. Wow! In three points, in three pointer, three point field goals made. Whereas before he yeah. might have been a hundredth and eleventh. Like who the hell knows, yeah. right? Yeah, it's very true. And it's great. Like if the league is ever listening to this, I feel like you should split up uh, not only the skills competition but also the three point competition too, because you know that sooner or later the bigs, all the pigs are going to be shooting threes just like Brooke Lopez. So I feel like we mm. should split that up too, but. All right, so if I'm going to go with my eight, um, I'll go pretty quick because you guys uh, mentioned a couple of them already. So I got to go Homer. I got to go Danny Green with with that one. I'm going to also go mm-hmm. with uh, JJ Redick too. And then I'm going to go with Trey Young because I feel like he can shoot from anywhere. Nice. Uh, I'm also yeah. going to go with Marco Bellinelli because I feel like he's oh, resurged uh, quite a bit with his shooting range in San Antonio. Uh, based on the last game we just played against him, we're gonna. I have to go with Bradley Beal. Shout out to uh, Lee Ellis from the starters who loves Bradley Beal. Uh, I feel like his 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 stroke is 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 beautiful. Next to Clay Thompson. Uh, next up, I'm gonna have to go with Dame Dollar. Uh, he's he's ah. clutch. You gotta go with Dame. And then I'm gonna go with Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, I feel like he's one nice. of the big spark plugs in New York right now. My sleeper, which I don't think this will happen, and I don't think he would win even if he was in it, but I gotta go with my boy Joe Ingles. He's he's <laughs> I almost put him. I almost put yeah, him actually. I swear to God. He's clutch, man. He when it comes down to it, like he hasn't been playing too well uh this season, but like when it when it matters, uh Joe Ingles is a pretty tough play, and I think he you gotta get as many lefties as you can and and I I want to I want to put Joe Ingles there so bad I, I can't wait to if if he ever plays in a three point contest I'm I'm rooting for him I'm gonna put that like, I'll put that Utah Jazz uh, jersey on for him oh that would be amazing but I feel so badly I actually replaced him with Brooke Lopez at the last second before we started recording I was like I think I need to put Brooke in there who should I get rid of uh, oh, Joe Ingles no, no, I feel Joe... like an asshole thank you thank you for taking him I, you know what the the times that we played Utah like a couple years ago when we still had Demar, he played really, really great defense against Demar. Like you wouldn't think someone like Joe Ingles with his kind of build, like he's not that big of a defender, but he's a three and D guy. He's like a sneaky three and D guy. And I, I really like his game, man, honestly. But his whole game is sneaky. Like he yeah. I don't know who said who's the first person to say it, but I fully agree. He's he's that guy at the YMCA that you have like no idea he's any good and <laughs> right? like he just hustles you. Like hustles Absolutely. you, so. But yeah, no, for sure, Joe Ingles. I gotta ask the question then: Who who do we have as our winners then? From I should probably go first since I yeah. since I started yeah, this. All of the all of the the media is gonna chew up the fact that Curry's gonna win, 
not only because he's the best three point shooter of all time, but because it's in Charlotte. But I'm I kind of I kind of foreshadowed this. I'm gonna go with the guy who was compared to Steph Curry, and I'm gonna go with my sleeper pick of Buddy Heald. Nice. Yeah. And get the three point championship. For sure. Yeah. That's a good question because obviously I've picked Curry to be on the team, but obviously we've seen that he's lost in three-point competition before, including to his teammate Clay Thompson, who I think we all didn't include for obvious reasons. He's not having the greatest year. Um, he's been hot, but he's also been a little inconsistent. God, for a winner, though, um, it's so weird with, with three ball because – Sometimes it's who you least expect, which is maybe why you went with your sleeper pick. So what the hell? Let's go with sleeper picks. Jamal Murray. <laughs> Let's do it. I, say, yeah. I thought you could say Brooke Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, but like that's too obvious. I'm going with sleeper picks here. <laughs> so I'm not going to go with a sleeper, but I'd probably go with the veteran who lives outside of three-point line. So I'm going to go with J.J. On mine, I would say JJ Redick for this one. Nice, nice, great pick. Yeah, just because of his veteran presence, he's been here before. Like he knows the deal, you know. He's he's been shooting threes his entire career, so why not pick JJ Redick? All right, so you guys want to go to the dunk contest? Yeah, who won yeah, last year? Last what was the lineup last year? Victor Oladipo, Donovan Mitchell, Larry Nance Jr., and Dennis Smith Jr. And the winner was mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell. So if I was going to pick my four, all right, I would. You know what? I actually didn't know that Dennis Smith Jr. was already in it last year. So I'm going to take him off <laughs> for out of my list. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I forgot what last year's lineup was, and three of mine are identical, and I, that wasn't intentional. So really? I've got to change my yeah, two. Yeah, i got to change my two. I swear to God. I swear to God. I've got Donovan Mitchell, Victor Oladipo, and Dennis Smith Jr. And I remember Smith Jr., but I don't remember the other two. That's so amazing. now I'm like, okay. Uh, cut this out, please. But I will. I, I will quickly scroll. I will not ones. because I screwed up too. <laughs> oh, uh, this is great. All right, Jay. Do you uh, are you is your four? Uh, well, similar? you want me to go first? Is your four similar you to last to year though? The only one. Oh, only one. Same. Yeah. Okay. Mine. Yeah, mine too. Anyway, so yeah. No, you go first because I need to think of the third, fourth one. <laughs> yeah, me too. So uh, you know, good good list from last year. I I think I missed. The, the dunk contest but um you know from watching the highlights or whatnot i mean i think larry nance jr should have probably should have won that mm-hmm. yeah. so that being said you know donovan mitchell did win and he does deserve to defend his championship so i'm going to include him uh, i guess kind of reluctantly but you know you know you, you when you're the champion you got to defend and he's got some more tricks up his sleeve so he's the only person i have returning from last year um, I have two participants who have been in previous dunk contests that I'm going to be bringing on as well. The first one is my uh, my personal favorite, Derek Jones Jr. from Miami. That boy can Ooh, fly. Derek Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That guy's got hops. He was, yeah, he was in it two years ago, um, and I had extremely. I, I was telling everyone he's this this kid is going to win. So the fact that he didn't, I think he comes back with a vengeance. And I think, uh, you know, well, I actually, I'm not going to make a pick yet who, who my winner is, but he's definitely in my group. Uh, my third one, this is probably a lazy pick, but I'm going to go with Zach Levine. I know he he hasn't competed. Uh, he didn't compete last year. I think even the year before he didn't. Um, but he's a champ for a reason. Like, he's a former champ for a reason. Like, uh, he's got nothing really to play for this year with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see him put on a show for the for the fans 
So he's my third. And my fourth, you got to have someone from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Miles Bridges. Oh, I Miles think, Bridges yeah, okay. had probably one of the best one of the best dunks already of the season. He had in like the first week of the season, but that stuck in my head. So he's a, he's a high flyer. Let's, let's make the Charlotte fans happy. Yeah. So those are my four picks. Good pick. I feel like, I feel like Jason and I were scrambling for um, reserves and you picked Miles Bridges, which was both of our reserves. It was. <laughs> God damn it. Amazing. Amazing. All right, Dre, uh, Dre, give me your form. It doesn't matter if it's the same or not. Okay. So for mine, um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I accidentally did pick three out of the four that happened last year. Oh, I do remember Dennis Smith Jr., um, who was there last year. And obviously, I do watch a lot of Mavs ball. That guy's got a weightlessness to him. He he almost floats in midair. And he gets so high ab- above the rim. He's just entertaining to watch. And he just kind of freezes as if, like, when you say the term posterizing, it's not because he's posterizing on somebody. It's because he himself is a living poster while every time he dunks. Like, he's just fascinating to watch. I did get rid of one of the other people from last year. But, uh, Jay, you uh, you brought him up. <laughs> it was uh, purely coincidental. Or maybe it's because he's just really good. Uh, Miles Bridges, um, as you said, he has one of the best dunks of the year already. Uh, great young player for Charlotte. Um possible future for charlotte uh speaking of youth donovan mitchell was the other player that was there last year that i picked uh for those wondering all the depot was the one that i had to eliminate uh (laughs) (laughs) so donovan mitchell god his putbacks like if he doesn't just rebound like he slams with authority for somebody so young he just he's got it like he he has the the determination the confidence like it's as if he's been playing for years, but no, like the guy's the guy's still green, but you would never even know it. And speaking of green, doesn't matter. I think he's exciting. I don't know if you would ever do this. I wish you would. Yanni Adentacupo <laughs> is just so fascinating to watch. I, I love this guy, but like his dunks primarily, and I'm not just talking about the one where he jumped over a guy who's six foot eleven. That's crazy enough. But God, his long arms make his windmills look like literal windmills. Like, the guy is just crazy. It's like if Shaquille O'Neal was Vince Carter nimble or Vince Carter was the tank that Shaquille O'Neal was. Like, he's frightening, but just flexible. Like, he's crazy to watch. I love the guy, obviously. I bring him up all the damn time. I love the t- I love the guy. If if the Bucks weren't such rivals against the Raptors, you know, I'd sing his praises even more. Am I wrong to say that Yanni participated once in a dunk contest? Am I am I wrong? He did. Yeah. Did he? I feel yeah, he, yeah, he I think his uh, second year in the league or something like that. He did. Yeah. How did he do? I don't think he passed the elimination round, to be honest. <laughs> oh, he would now. Oh, he would now. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. He would, for he sure. Would now. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you're right. I had to scratch uh, Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. So, I scratched him with both your picks with Miles Bridges. Um, yep. I think he would be a fantastic, fantastic choice for the dunk contest. He kind of reminds me of young Terrence Ross, but probably stronger. He Ooh. flies like the, the rim is, you know, four foot tall. Like, it's it's incredible uh i gotta go with spider mitchell too just so he can defend his title um and that you know that tribute to vince carter was pretty nice too i i give him props for that and then i'd go with uh ben simmons i feel like 
he would be nice. quite interesting to watch this uh, left hand. He's he's quite ambidextrous too. Like he can dunk with both uh, both hands really really well. He can he can obviously can't shoot with either, but he can dunk with either. I feel like that would be quite interesting to see him. Like he can play big and small, and he's really fast. Yet he's a really really powerful. So I don't know. I feel like that would be a very interesting choice. Kind of like a Victor Oladipo when he first came on the dunking scene. And then my sleeper. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but. Uh, have you guys ever played NBA Street Volume Two? No. No. You ever yeah, played? Oh, do you? I did. Jay, do you remember that cover when uh, Dr. J is in the front and he has? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, you know who reminds me of that cover in particular? Jared Allen from the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jared yes. Allen would be. Is it the hair? It's the hair for sure. It's the fro. But you need a big man, <laughs> yeah. right? You need a big man in the dunk contest. So I feel like Jared Allen. He's such a great. Um, blocker, but sometimes his putback dunks are pretty impressive too. You know, you have to have the JaVale McGee and you have to have the well, what, last year, Serge Ibaka also Nance, did it too. Right? Yeah, Larry Nance. I feel like Jared Allen would fit that mold of the big man who could dunk ferociously. And that's my right. sleeper pick. I'm going to go with Jared Allen as my dunk contest winner. For me, Miles Bridges. He's, he's young. He's um, What I love about the dunk competition in general is a lot of the times not so great teams with younger players are highlighted. So you will see like a Suns player or I guess in Dennis Smith Jr. Jr.'s case, like a Mavs player. Um, so Miles Bridges is green, but like that doesn't mean that he doesn't have a chance to dominate here. So I'm going to go with Miles Bridges. I think, I think he's got something creative, it, you know, if he's even selected at all, but like, I think he could have come up with something really crazy. I was going to say Miles Bridges, but I have to back up what I was saying earlier about Derek Jones Jr. I think he's got something mm. to prove. I think he's like Gerald Green all over again. And Gerald Green is just unfair in terms of how high he jumps. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Derek Jones Jr. Even though I was initially going to say Miles Bridges. But this is you guys got me excited. I can't yeah, wait for right? All-Star Weekend now. Let's just fast forward a couple weeks. Yeah, Come on. Totally. All right. So before we, before we uh, end this pod, um, let's talk about – let's go back to the Raptors. Uh, let's go – Let's talk about some upcoming schedules. Uh, so, again, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so that means that the Raptors play tomorrow against the Boston Celtics at Boston. They play a back-to-back, and please, if you're if the Raptors are going to sit Kawhi Leonard, just let him sit this back-to-back against the Suns. We do not need to see Kawhi Leonard face Devin Booker. We just don't. It's the Suns. Let's be real. And then on Saturday, it's some home cooking still. We're facing the Grizzlies, and then Tuesday, they're facing the Kings. Uh, with Darian Fox. So, real quick, what do you guys think the next the next couple of games? Celtics, Suns, Grizzlies, Kings. The Celtics are very inconsistent, which means that they have a lot of bads. They're currently on a three-game losing streak, but uh, that also means we can't quite sleep on them. So we just have to give it our all. The Suns, they're not dead last, but they're close to last. So, I mean, yeah, if we're going to bench uh, Kawhi in any of those games. Uh, let's bench him with the Suns because we don't we don't really need to prove anything during that game. Uh, we just need to beat them, be consistent. Grizzlies, I hate to say this because I love the Grizzlies, are in such a downward spiral, almost mirroring exactly what happened last year. Um, not for the same reasons, but geez, from first to like second last. like uh, um, I think we'll be solid. I think we'll be fine. The Kings are a little bit questionable because, yeah, they're not quite in playoff contention, but obviously they have they have something there 
And if they pick up steam, they could be in playoff contention later on this year. They're that kind of team where they're in the middle ground where, you know, we could lose to a really not so great team. I mean, it happens. I foresee four wins to extend our win streak to nine. We are currently the longest win streak currently in the league with five. We have a couple of teams and four win streaks behind us. I've got uh, all four wins. Cool. Been been really good since the end of November. They did a switch to their starting lineup, taking out Gordon Hayward, taking out uh, Jalen Brown, and inserting Marcus Morris and and Marcus Smart. Um, they have won fifteen of twenty two. So fifteen and seven is, is is good. But I did a little bit of a deep dive in terms of like who is it they're actually facing, and fifteen of those fifteen wins, eleven were against teams that were not above five hundred. No. Um, two more were against Charlotte, who was only one game above 500, and Memphis, uh, who were two games over 500. Again, nothing to really brag about. Only two of their 15 wins were really brag worthy. One was Christmas Day against Philly, which actually went to overtime. Um, and last week, they thrashed uh, the Pacers. So, really, only one truly impressive win over the last you know six weeks. So I think they are kind of a fool's gold right now. Um, you know, there, there, there was video last week of, of uh, a shoving match between uh, what was it Marcus Morris and uh, and Jalen Brown? I think um, Irving is calling out his teammates, saying that you know, and this is just yesterday that uh, you know the young guys aren't experienced enough or something to that effect. So I don't. It, it there's a lot of yellow flag, uh, red flags there. So um, I'm saying the the Raptors look good. We'll, we'll, we'll eke out a, a small victory in Boston, which is always a tough place to play. So I say we get the victory. Um, you guys, like, who cares if Kawhi plays or doesn't play? Um, you know, Phoenix kind of played us tough earlier in the year, but I think that was more of a, we were just playing down to the competition. I think we kind of take it out on them this time mm. uh, and, and win this one fairly easily. Um, then the next one is, uh, you know, if you guys remember the Naismith Cup, you know the Raptors and the Grizzlies. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, Dre already said it. You know, th- this is a team that's on a downward spiral. You know, I joked around in my my column that you know, Sharif Abdurrahim is not walking through that door. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna go with another Raptors win there. And I haven't done my research yet on the Kings game, but um, you know, it's it's another home game for us. The Kings are still still young. You know, they actually are in playoff contention. They're only half a game out of the playoffs right now. Yes, but, and um, I just wanted to add quickly, they're on a three-game winning streak, so that makes me yeah, a little bit more frightened. Yeah, King, Kings are quite a great surprise of the, of the year for... They're doing NBA. okay. And if there's one more thing to worry about a little bit is that that's the front end of a back-to-back, So and, and the next game we're on the road. So it's like, you know, it's one of those games where you kind of hope that the Raps get out to a big lead and kind of rest their guys, you know, in preparation for the road trip. But, um, you know, we, we have the talent. Um, almost everyone's healthy. Except for JV, so yeah, uh, four for four for me. What do you think, Jay? Nice. Um, I'm gonna go real quick. Suns, Grizzlies, Kings wins the game against the Boston Celtics. I think that's gonna be a statement game for for both teams. I think both teams are gonna try to win and gut it out and make a statement and where the position is at. For the Raptors, obviously they lost uh, in Boston the last time they played against the Celtics. And for the Celtics, 
everyone knows the you know the turmoil that's going on with the bench with Kyrie talking about his teammates which recently he did semi apologize saying sometimes uh, I get heated and that all I do is just want to win all the time but you know that it still means that there's some there's some things going on in in that locker room again he also didn't play the last game so if anybody's resting Kyrie is resting to get to face the Raptors so I tomorrow's going to be tough I'm going to say we're going to uh, eke out a win uh, so yeah I'm going to go four wins too but until next time, uh, boys, Andreas, where can I find you, my friend? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs, and you can also find my film reviews and editorials at Films Fatale, F I L M S F A T A L E dot com. Where can I find you, Jay? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalesaurus, R O S A L E S A U R U S. Uh, you can find my Monday articles on Raptors HQ, where I recap the the, the games upcoming for the week. On uh, by the time this pod episode gets released, I'm also on. I guess you could say today's uh, article on uh, uh, the Raptors HQ roundtable, where we discussed a couple of things which were actually discussed on this pod in terms of you know Raptors who will make All Star Saturday and things of that nature. So definitely check it out there. Um, and yeah, that's that's me. Where can we find you, Jay? Nice, man. We can, you can find me on Twitter at jlone 20 You can find this podcast at That's a Rap Pod on Twitter. You can find this podcast, the one you're listening to right now, on all your podcatchers. Uh, thanks again to all the all the people who responded with their top five greatest of all Raptors of all time. We had a lot of fun with that one. Send us your picks, not your all stars, uh, not that we don't care about them, but we can kind of tell who's going to be the all stars. Give us your Saturday picks, man. Those skills competition, the three point contest the dunk contest give us your your basically your fantasy lineup who you want to see on those competitions but until then boys that's a wrap yeah and the lakers are out of the playoff contention currently because lebron's still out